Welcome to Last Time On. This is the podcast for people who want to watch all that prestige television, but uh, who's got time for all that? I know I don't. I'm Jafar. And I am Ben. And we are in season five, and this is episode Ooh. seven that we've watched of Breaking Bad. We are moving like a freight train through uh yes through breaking bad statistically speaking we've been rolling in that like six through eight range if we hit any one of those i think if we hit seven or eight there aren't enough episodes left after this so we'll like have one and then we won't have to roll we'll just be at the finale yep it's just auto auto finale because we will be watching the finale we are not just gonna go and don't know how it ends we're starting three episodes into the next show we are crazy we are not monsters yeah so no we're gonna watch the finale then we're going to go back and watch what is generally considered the most acclaimed episode of the show as a provided we didn't already watch it yeah, if we didn't already watch it. If we did, then the second most. Using either personal recommendations from friends, feedback from IMDb our audience. IMDb ratings. IMDb ratings. We'll figure it out when we get there. Um, and then we're going to do a series review episode where we read what actually happened and go over that. And we'll read that together for the first time and record it and see how right or wrong we were. See what we missed. See what we didn't. Finally, see that our version was better. Learn that Walt didn't have an addiction to making thermite in the actual show. I used to solve all of his problems. Fool this man! I think that that would have been a better show. (laughs) Well, we don't know. It might have been the show. We don't know. As far as I'm concerned, that is the show. So you don't see a character for three episodes. It's because they got thermited. Truth. That's how we roll here on Last Time On. Thermite everywhere. Which is going to be really hard to explain when we go to 90210 after this. We don't know what we're doing after this yet. <laughs> no, we, we we need to come up with some kind of system. Yeah, we'll figure it out later. We've I actually, I that. have a pitch. Oh. We made a preliminary list of shows. Yes. That I'm sure... It was on a it was on a napkin or a piece of receipt paper uh, yeah. at a at a restaurant we were at. Uh, did we put that into a spreadsheet? I can try and find it. Okay, because I I know if you leave you alone with a list for more than five minutes, it ends up on a spreadsheet. So I was it's just true. assuming. Actually, in in fun facts, I recently found the initial pitch document for this podcast before we had done draft the universe. Oh. Like the one I had written up back in like 2016 when I first had this idea or whatever it was. Neat. 2015. I don't. I forget. Um, and it actually had a list of shows, some of which I've watched by now. Oops. West Wing was on there. Ruined that. Dang it. Dang it, you fair. Because I also haven't seen any West Wing. It's very. So that would have been. That would have been totally doable. <laughs> Regardless. Uh, so I have that old list. I should have that receipt paper somewhere on my desk. I think it's under 
this pile of vet documents that I just needed. Yeah, it's around. <clears throat> but my suggestion was whoever got the most points from our predictions, okay, they get to pick the next show from the list. That works for me. I like that. Yeah. It's also it's also better than my idea of loser gets Ric Flair chopped. I was not a pod. big fan of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, so to today's episode. Yeah, we've got Season 5, Episode 5, Dead Freight. And once again, we are opening in Media Desert. Yeah, that's a thing. We've got this kid dirt biking around the desert. He gets right. a spider in a glass jar. A tarantula. It's, it's pretty clear Werner Herzog is back, but playing with color this time. I call these the Spartan dresses of wistfulness, for you can stand in your shabby Spartan apartment in your $139 dresses, dreaming of simpler times yep now jafer i had to ask how long into the sequence because it's about a what 90 second two minute sequence yeah how long before we actually see this kid's face were you sure it was jesse i was just like who the fuck is this why the fuck do i care more importantly how the fuck did that kid see a tarantula while dirt biking 15 feet away because yeah. that's some bullshit that and kid's also, got laser eyes. Where the fuck was that glass jar? He like pulls it out of his pocket like he wasn't yeah. just riding a dirt bike with it up against. Like, no, that's not how this works. I just, if anybody in this show is giving me dirt bike energy, it's Jesse. Oh, for like, sure. I totally could picture a moment where like Jesse gives off the vibes of the guy where it's like you asked him to come over to your house to help you move a, a bookcase to your cousin's. Mm-hmm. And he shows up on a dirt bike, and you're like, what happened to your truck? And he's like, what? I didn't bring it. It's like, it is, Im- like, I invited you to help me move this because you have the truck. <laughs> like, he gives <laughs> off the, I didn't read the social contract of me having a truck. Also, I just bought a dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> I was fully expecting this kid to find a body. I thought that's how this was going to start. Oh, Yeah. But that's not what happens. We just go to credits. Now, a little bit of a spoiler, but did you hear the sound cues at the end of this scene? No. Is is it exactly what I would expect knowing what happens? Yes. Okay. You, you hear uh, train whistles in the background. Ooh. Yeah. Good design, team. Good job. Yeah. I actually noticed it as we were watching it along, and I'm just like, huh. Wonder what this is about. Wonder who this kid is. Is this kid somebody important? I was very confused. Mm-hmm. So, Jafar, I have to ask, what happened to her? What the hell happened? Can't explain. But I got the van. With the kid? Yeah, who is he? <laughs> Give me his backstory. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I was not prepared for this at all right here. <laughs> so, okay. Well, this kid, um, this is Reginald... Fell Johnson. Sure. Fell Johnson (laughs) the fourth. He is a a genius. He's a prodigy. Uh, He's actually already got two college degrees, both of which are in chemistry. Uh, He's got a master's uh, in uh, crystalline structures, and he's actually a big competitor uh, at this age. He's making, he's cooking meth for Gus and, uh, Gus, who we know from later in this episode, is now in jail. Or at the very least, if Gus is not in jail, Gus is detained or otherwise removed from the scene. I don't think so. 
Oh. Well, I don't think he's We'll talk jail. about it when we get there. Yeah. Uh, I think he's arrested. I don't think he's dead. But he was cooking for Gus after another fight with Walt. Okay. He found his uh, moralist genius, this 12-year-old, 14-year-old boy. Whose uh, uh, cook name is uh, Master Chef Jr. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's who this kid is. All right. So he's a rival on the meth scene at such a young age. It's Teenage tragic. meth cook. After theme, we've got your boy Gomez. Gomez! Yeah, I was so excited. Back from being the king of El Paso. Yep. Canonical king. Canonical <laughs> king. As of El you recall, Paso. last time on, Texas, fulfilling its dreams, seceded from the Union and made Gomez its king. <laughs> but Gomez is like, I am a benevolent king. I'm also going to go back to working for the DEA. Yep. He's bringing Walt to see Hank at work. Mm hmm. And they're talking about Sky. He's talking about Skyler like they're back together. He says yeah. Skyler is in therapy, but their love is dead. Yep. And Walt asks for permission to come see his kids who are staying with Hank and Marie. I would like to see the baby. Hank calls Walt a provider here. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say last time on, Hank is on their heels, on the heels of Walt and Jesse right now. He's about to catch them. And uh, he's the new head of this DEA office after making a heroic bust and arresting Gus. See, that was my assumption as well. Hank is now big, big shot promoted because he took down Gus without knowing Walt works for him. Yes, 100%. Walt, Walt was taken out of this equation. But that line about calling Walt a provider, he kind of like stumbles around it a little bit. And I couldn't help but wonder if actually Hank knows what's going on at this point. See, but from the, the what stuff we saw... right after leads me to believe that he doesn't. Yes. But it's just that that way that line came across. I don't know. Well, my my read on it from last time on, the last episode we saw, they own Bogdan's uh, car wash now. Yes. And we saw Skylar was running it. But if she's not actively doing the day-to-day, I think it was more of a, you bought the gas station that your wife was running... Like, okay, you're going in and filling in for her, but we know she actually runs the place. You just bought it. That checks. I was sad. Hank points out that Walt has a new watch, mm -hmm. which means RIP calculator watch. Yes. Done, I hope it wasn't thermited, but we know it was. <laughs> Hank goes to get coffee with Walt, and then Walt quickly attaches a device into the Ethernet line going into the computer. Yes. I just want to say, this is correct. This is a type of device that could do the thing that it's doing. Um, it's intercepting a network connection to get on the secure network in the office, which is going to be able to transmit from the bug over Bluetooth. Also, they could use it to take over the computer. So Ethernet devices have a thing called PoE, power over Ethernet, so it can power itself without a battery by being plugged in through this line. Yes. And then it also has the ability to wake up a computer and take over a computer. Uh, so you can turn it on lines. at 2 a.m. And... Yeah, exactly. So this is this is actually the correct thing from a like cursory knowledge of how computers work and working in IT. Conversely, 
he also places a bug behind the picture of Hank and Marie. Yes. The bug not attached to anything. Duh. So doesn't need to be. Uh, bugs like that are typically put into a place where you can have a battery. Something that size, it is not going to last very long. Maybe they only needed it for the phone call for that day, but that thing's going to be dead in, you know, a couple of days. Especially if it's, you know, something that he got his hands on, like, he's not talking to a contact at the CIA. So the sort of stuff he's going to get, like, even on the Mike Black market, it's not going to be lasting more than a couple of days. And this time frame would be before NFC or wireless charging, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So... This might be something where he has to hopefully go in and get it back or replace the battery. Mm-hmm. One other thing I did notice here. Yeah. I'm glad my boy Gomez is okay. Sad. We uh, we lost the calculator watch. Did you hear who else we lost? Who? He mentions that Walt has a new car. Oh, yeah. The Aztec. The Aztec gone. is no more. That totally got thermited. 100%. Oh, yeah. I'm going to mix two of our things. Jesse spilled a bag of thermite. (laughs) (laughs) Destroyed the Aztec. (laughs) Within seconds, the fiery concoction eats through the bonnet, spraying molten thermite into the engine beneath. Now you might be saying, Ben, how could you keep thermite in a bag? I don't know. They chemistried it. We are able to grok from the conversation. Skylar is really depressed. She is not okay. Things are bad. I'm going to say last time on, Skylar killed Ted. Yeah? You think so? Yes. I think Skylar killed Ted because he was like, I'm not actually going to use this money to pay off my my taxes. Also, now I know you person who worked for me randomly came up with $660,000. I'm going to try and blackmail you. And Skylar had to go, you're like a double dumbass. One, you didn't take this wonderful gift I gave you. And two, you're going to try and hang it over my head. Now, when you don't pay your taxes, they're going to come find out you randomly got $600,000, start trying to find track that money. Now I'm in danger. Mm-hmm. Now you in a trunk. So I am thinking that in our interim, last time on, Skylar murdered Ted. I I'm think hoping Skylar uh, murdered Ted and Walt cleaned it up. Yes. So she is she's very, very indebted to him at this point. Yes, she's indebted. She is not feeling good about it. But, you know, she's just kind of now resigned herself. Yeah. The way she uh, talks to Walt, there's clearly no future where she does not also go down for this shit. And she also yes. doesn't seem particularly perturbed about dying over it. She's she just, just worried about kid. her kids. Yeah. yeah. I did also note while they were talking, Walt and Hank is like, come on, just you know, tell me what's going on. And Walt does a wonderful job of playing him by, like, actually opening up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Hank, like, immediately gets, like, super uncomfortable. And Hank is exactly the kind of guy who's just like, all right, you're my friend. I want to know, like, what's going on with you? And you start telling him stuff. And he's like, I thought you, like, if it is anything beyond, man, I thought the Lakers were going to win and I put 500 bucks on them. And now I'm, like, mad that I lost it. That is the level that Hank is able to operate on, and if you go above that, 
It is uncomfortable city. <laughs> After this, we cut to Mike, Walt, and Jesse, who have captured Lydia. We find Lydia works for a drug company. At first, I thought she might have been a DEA agent, but yeah. pretty clearly works for or a drug company. Or an informant or something. Yeah. They are testing the bug with passing along some info to Hank in his office. So Hank calls the Houston office, presumably where they are, which is later confirmed, by the way. Yes. And admit to hiding the trackers, which Lydia had noticed and told our crew about. Mike is hesitant that they can't trust her because she put a hit out on him. Yeah, like at first she's just like, what's going, like, why are you trying to do this? And it's like, okay, once we know you put a hit out on one of these guys, like, maybe they don't trust you. (laughs) So this is a lot of traveling for Walt uh, in between scenes here. Yes. Houston to Albuquerque. It's not quick. You know, it's a 12 hour drive. (laughs) Oh, dang. Almost 13. So when they say, oh, okay, we've got a six-hour head start, they yeah. weren't kidding. Yeah, Houston is, like, on the coast, east coast of Texas. Oh, the okay. Gulf of Mexico. Albuquerque and... is centered in New Mexico. Yeah. This is a trek. This is a couple-hour flight, it looks like. All right. And I was just like, Walt is time-traveling. Like... Because we see him back and forth between Houston and Albuquerque a couple of times in this episode. Yes. Yes, we do. They are not close. What is going on? (laughs) I'm guessing he's got a plane. You think he's got his own plane? Ooh, he's probably got his own plane. I was going to say last time on he developed transporter technology from Star Trek. Scotty, beam me up. But your plane makes way more sense. Well, my thought is they are taking care of, I believe the quote is, the rest of Gus's operation. Like, all of Gus's guys are in prison, and they're taking care of them. So, uh, yes, that's that's very soon. So, There's my thought is, I'm thinking uh, Gus is Dunzo, as mentioned, taken down by Hank, mm-hmm. which got him promoted. And so, Walt, Jesse, and Mike being the two guys who make the product and the guy you don't mess with took over the operation. And so like the plane that they had that they took to Mexico, they've got access to that. The Cadillac Escalades, they've got access to those. So I'm going to say they're flying. That makes sense. So Lydia tries to convince them not to kill her. She has information on a ocean of methylamine. Which is what they need right now for the thing that they're doing. Jesse vouches for Walt to Mike here. Walt's, like, going to interrogate Lydia a bit. And Mike is all like, let's just fucking kill her. And Jesse's all like, no, let Walt do his stuff. Mike clearly does not trust Walt. Mike trusts Jesse. I believe this proves Mike is working for Jesse after the adventure in Mexico when Gus goes down. I'll take my points. Where Mike is saved by Jesse, at least. He feels he owes him. Mm -hmm. I loved Mike in this scene. First, he gives this great, great speech Mm -hmm. where it's just like, man, if you weren't in a show with uh, Brian Cranston, you would have won all the (laughs) Emmys here. He has this great thing like, hey, you do this wrong. I shoot you in the face. You do this thing wrong. I shoot you in the face. Tell me what you're going to do and tell me what you're going to do if you don't do it. Shoot me where? In the face. That's right. (laughs) And then later he's like, this isn't a gun, it's a pistol. It's different. 
he gives huge bones don't rust by the mountain goats energy. Mm-hmm. Always gonna need a little muscle if you prove yourself worthy to trust. Where he's just like, I'm a goon. I am a hired muscle. I am a hitman. I do my job. I do it better than everyone else. I'm a professional. Professionals have standards. So we learn Lydia has worked with Gus, who we get a little bit more confirmation. At least all of his dudes are in custody if Gus isn't. And Mike was supposed to take care of some people that are Gus's former associates. But instead of taking care of them, quote unquote, Mike protects them. He actually takes care of them. Yeah, without quotes. Without quotes. And so Lydia assumes this means that Mike is going to turn informant and adds his name to the hit list to protect her. She's just like, kill everybody who knows about me. Mm-hmm. And Mike's like, I'm not killing all my dudes. And she's like, okay, uh, other hitman, kill everybody who knows about me. And man, I wish I could have seen this hitman fight. <laughs> I like to think of it a lot like the end fight in Metal Gear Solid 3, where you just have it on and then you turn off your PlayStation, set the clock forward a week, and then it's over. Anyways, I also loved uh, uh, Mike's line here uh, because they're talking about how convincing Lydia seems. And he's mm-hmm. just like, everyone is Meryl Streep when you've got a gun to their head. <laughs> it's a good line. But all this information appeases Walt's ask for trust. And Lydia details a train with a tanker that has 24,000 gallons of methylamine. And I immediately was just like, how, how do you, how do you move that? How do you steal that? And I loved their answer. I love their answer, but I gotta know, what's the goal here? They're gonna cook enough meth for the entire country's year supply? Like, we've seen them take a, like, 50-gallon barrel, right? Mm-hmm. And turn that into $1.3 million worth of crystal. Yeah. Is he going to be the musk of meth? Is he going to be the Bezos of the blue? The Saudi royal family of speed? The Buffett of biker's coffee? The Larry Ellison of LA glass? The Bernard Arnault of blade? The Gates of go fast? The Steve Palmer of stovetop? The Bloomberg of Black Beauties, the Coke of, oh God, what's this one? Cocosone? I don't know. That's on the <laughs> list. Uh, the Thompson of Chweek, the Inai of Yava, the Penalt of Poor Man's Cocaine, the Hong of Hot Ice, the Mackenzie Scott of Shards, the Yas of Yellow Barn, the Vladimir Potanin of Ventana. I- I'm done. The Sultan of Swat? <laughs> the Great Bambino! <laughs> How long did you work on that? Um, I'd rather not say. (laughs) (laughs) I can just see, like, you pulling up a list of nicknames for meth and trying to just, like, one webpage, nicknames of meth, one webpage, rich assholes. Yeah, yep, that's exactly what it was. (laughs) Let me find the alliteration. (laughs) So immediately they are now planning their heist and have a detailed map of texas in their rust factory abandoned (laughs) rust factory and i'm just like who who brought a map of texas to a murder because that's what they were here to do (laughs) the last thing you want is a map at a murder scene especially a map you're going to draw on (laughs) but i did love that they talked about dark territory Mm -hmm. as made famous by the seminal film under Siege 2, colon, Dark Territory. 
Is that the one where Van Damme punches someone in the nuts so many times they die? Or is that Under Siege uh, 1? <laughs> that's not Van Damme. It's Steven Seagal. Oh, that's right. It's Seagal, uh, not Van Damme. Yeah. And I believe that is Hard Target. Okay. <laughs> where he kicks somebody in the nuts until they die. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like 20 times or something and they just die. Yeah. <laughs> no, this Fair is enough. the one where, where Steven Seagal is just a cook. I'm just a cook. A cook? Oh my god, we're gonna die. But instead of being an ex-Navy SEAL, now Navy cook on an aircraft carrier, he's uh, on a train as they're going through dark territory, and so no one can come and save the day but him. Ah. But yeah, man, train heist episode. Hype. Yeah. I did love, once again, Mike getting all the best lines. There are two kinds of heists, the ones you walk away from and the ones where you leave witnesses. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Although I was ready for him to say there are two types of heists, the ones you walk away from and the ones you don't. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's 50-50. Either you get away with it or you don't. After all this planning, we see Hank and Marie playing with the baby. Yeah. We don't really get an idea of what's actually going on with Skylar. Like, no. They definitely don't know. And uh, Walt Jr. goes by Flynn now? Yes. Do you? Which I is... assume this is his middle name. That, like, he's ashamed of his dad, so he doesn't want to be called Walt? I'm guessing it is something similar. Yeah. Or he just really, really got into Tron Legacy. (laughs) I don't think that was out yet, so it's got to be his middle name. When did Tron Legacy come out? 2012? 2013? I think we are in 2010 in story. Maybe 2011. So this was season five, so it had been 2012. But it's not moving at the same speed as time. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So he he got into the original Tron. Okay. There you go. Joke still lands. I was disappointed because I don't care how moody you are. I don't care uh, how pissed off at your dad you are. When somebody says, hey, you want to watch Heat? (laughs) I got Heat on Blu-ray. You sit down. You're watching Heat on (laughs) Blu-ray. I'm going to test this at the most inconvenient time in your life, Ben. (laughs) There are very few things that I would not go, yeah, but I'd rather watch Heat. Uh, (laughs) Like like one of the few I can think of is if I'm currently watching The Town, because I believe that's a better heist film. But other than that, if I'm not watching The Town or The Sting, I'm watching Heat. (laughs) (laughs) Mike and Walt argue, really leaning into Mike's ride or die for Jesse, I feel. We find out they need cash, and that's to keep Gus's goons quiet, so they need payoff money. That's what all this is for. Yep. So that's why they can't just be, like, making, we're stealing Sudafed amounts of meth. They need, we need barrels. Jesse comes up with an idea for the heist here. I was hoping it was thermite on the train tracks. Jesse surprised me. Like, it's nice to see the character growth here, that he's yeah capable of coming up with this stuff now. Yeah, bitch! We cut over to the crew on the railway as they start to measure out and bury some tanks. Yep. With Jesse Plemons! Well, and first we get Fernando with the excavator. And, like, I want to know how they found Fernando and the excavator. <laughs> Just, like... Did you rent one? Did you? How'd you find a guy who could drive it? <laughs> I hope Fernando's getting like his day rate. Just like I'm sure. Yeah, I don't care, man. I'll I'll drive out to the middle of nowhere, Texas, and dig two giant holes for you. I don't care. <laughs> Permits? I don't care, man. <laughs> yeah, 
But yeah, we get Jesse Plemons. I literally just rewatched USS Callister episode of Black Mirror, like two or three days before I made these notes. I've never seen a Black Mirror. Oh, it's good. I mean, it's wholly depressing, but it's good. Yeah. I mean, some of it was terrifying, you know, six years ago, seven years ago. When it and now aired. it's just the world. Yeah, now it's just the world. Watch that Waldo moment now. It hits very, very differently. It's almost like we elected a fucking cartoonist president. Hey. So I did actually like they start explaining the plan to uh, Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Todd? Todd. Yes. We've already got a Ted in this show. Like, come on. There Julie? are more names. I'm pretty names. sure he's Ted. Is he? Ted's dead. Yeah, Ted's dead. This is Todd. Yes. Yeah. You couldn't have named him, you know, Simmons something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they start explaining the plan where they are going to be pumping out some of the methylamine, replacing it with water, you know, just doing a switcheroo so nobody notices. Yeah, they're uh, going for 900 gallons. Well, they're stealing a thousand gallons of that, putting nine hundred back in because methylamine is lighter than water. Yeah, it's a actually really smart, clever idea, which made me immediately go, "How are they going to screw this up? Like, what's yep. going to go sideways here?" Uh, the soft math is that this is going to make twenty six point two million dollars worth of meth. By the way, That's a lot of money. And that's that's the profit share based off of the 55-gallon drum making the 1.3 that they then split. Okay. So, yeah. After this, we're back at the White Household. Yep. <laughs> He's back in, back in New Mexico. Back in New Mexico, flying around. Flynn has locked himself in his room. Skyler's trying to get him to come out when Walt gets home. Walt tells Junior to go to his aunt and uncle's because he said so. And he says, Walt, Flynn, Walt Junior says, that's not good enough, and then leaves anyway. It just, it is like, you couldn't come up with any kind of conceivable lie. Right. Like, it's not that hard, you know, for two people who have been lying to each other and their kids for years now. Mm -hmm. Like, come up with something. You'd think anything. You could just say, hey, your mom is really depressed right now and it's not safe for you to be here. You could say, you know. We want to have sex. Anything. Get the fuck yeah. out. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's a lie. That's going to squig out your 16-year-old son real quick. He's not going to want to be around for that. Anything. Just fucking anything. And you're like, no, because I said so. It's just so fucking lazy. It is. It's really lazy. And then it's also clear Skylar has not thought this through of, so your kids just don't live with you for their whole lives? One of them's a legit baby. Yeah. So her being like, hey, the kids can never, ever be here. Although Hank and Marie do say, like, they seem cool with just taking the baby. Yeah. Because last time on... They've been trying for three seasons and haven't been able to conceive. Mm -hmm. That's been a plot point we've just missed this whole time. But my, the thing that got me was Walt is incredulous about this. Mm -hmm. Ignoring the fact that out of the seven episodes we've seen, bad guys have found him at his house in two of them. Never tell me the odds. It's true. <laughs> he got kidnapped and then... 
un- kidnapped again <laughs> from out in front of his house. Yes. Twice now. So very real concern. Like, yeah. People aren't going to come here. People don't know. Like, okay, you know what? If you and Skylar aren't working out, stay in your gosh darn condo, Walt. You're fine. Yeah. Skylar tells Walt she's done. She wants out. She calls herself his hostage. Honestly, seems on base from what we've seen. I think she's being hyperbolic in that she's caused enough problems where it's like, hey, if you hadn't killed Todd or Ted, mm-hmm. like we wouldn't have these other problems. If you had had a job when we this all started, I wouldn't have had to start making meth. You know, I mean, it's just. I don't know. We know she's taken a ton of his money. We know she's taken at least $600,000 of his money. Oh, yeah. Um, if nothing else. And I do think that the Ted thing makes sense to me, too. So the hot water heater's been fixed. That said, well, she's all, I'll do whatever you want. I'll be whatever you want. Just leave the kids out of this. Walt is clearly perturbed by by her actions. That said, when she's just like, where are you going? He's like, gonna go rob a train mm-hmm. <laughs> like he must at some level be liberated to be like i'm not sneaking i'm not hiding around yeah i can tell my wife i'm going to do crimes <laughs> not little crimes either yeah no i'm going to do a train heist yep hell yeah lydia gets the details on the train and passes them over to mike mm-hmm. they set up a semi on the road to stop the train and who is driving that semi? Fucking Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, Bill Burr. I was just like, I oh shit, the guy from The Mandalorian. I, I, well, he's also a stand-up comedian. I, I, and ben, I'm doing your I, thing. I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I actually, I saw him do stand-up once and he's hilarious. So, yeah, Bill Burr. The engineer's stop-in-time notice. And, Which, uh, <laughs> I don't know... As much as they uh, did a great job earlier with, like, how I would hook up a bug to a computer, Mm -hmm. they clearly don't know dick about trains. (laughs) It takes a train miles to come to a stop. They stop, start pulling the brakes and notice Bill Burr maybe 400 yards away. I can't stop. 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 It's hard to say. It is not, like... It's... We don't really that have straight like away an is not very perspective, long. like to be able to judge the distance. It's a it's a big open desert. So it's not like we've got buildings or anything. But we do have the distance from the road to the trestle. We know that's four hundred feet. Yes. The straightaway is not orders of magnitude longer than that re- uh, relative distance. I mean, you don't have to sell me on the writers not understanding distance as a concept when Walt is magically teleporting, teleporting between Albuquerque and Houston. <laughs> yes, fair. But they notice Bill Burr in the amount of time that Bill is standing outside of the dump truck, waving his hands not in where between I would be. <laughs> dump truck and train. And it's like, oh, we're about to get a ginger pancake here. <laughs> like... Mm, nope, not standing there. Maybe for a minute, but not nearly as long as he was. Woo. I have, it is unfortunate, I have seen one episode of one show making it something we can't do. I've seen one episode of Handmaid's Tale where a bunch of people just get smoked by a train. <laughs> and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> I would say that one episode of a show is not necessarily a disqualifier. 
Yeah, just none of my predictions could be a bunch of these girls get smoked by a train. I, I honestly, I'd, I'd let you have it. But <laughs> I have seen a little bit of Handmaid's Tale, and I have no interest in watching it. Yeah, I came into the room while my wife was watching it, and I'm like, oh, these girls are all running to freedom. It's like, that train is actually way too close. Maybe, like, maybe the CGI was off. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, nope. they are not running at the right pace. Oh, they all dead. <laughs> so uh, they actually stop, and it is go Jesse, go Ted time. Yep. Or Todd time. They run up, they start attaching the hoses and opening stuff up and getting at the methylamine. While Bill Burr is like, I can't fix my truck. Help me. You guys are engineers. Yep. And this is a fun time for me to tell my little story. My father was an engineer. Like, the kind who designs parts for cars. Mm -hmm. He went to college while I was very, very young to go back get his degree, become an engineer. Came home one day, brought the family into the living room, and proudly said, I graduated today. As of today, I am an engineer. Mm -hmm. And about five or six-year-old Ben goes, what kind of train are you going to drive? <laughs> and he goes, not that kind of engineer. And five, six-year-old Ben just does not care. You are not the cool kind of engineer. You don't get to wear the hat. You're not wearing overalls. I could not give less of a crap. You're not hanging out with Ringo. I don't give a shit. Nope. Do not care. Call me when you meet Thomas. <laughs> I did like that as Bill Burr is monkeying around trying to, like, waste these engineers' time. Mm -hmm. Part of it, they're like, I guess we push it. This is a dump truck with a load of sand in the back. Yeah. Three guys are not pushing this thing. Well, they try, but Bill is like, I love the shot where they're pushing, and Bill's just like, and he's Ugh. like, <laughs> He could actually have been pushing. They're not moving it. I know, I've tried to push a minivan with about seven guys. <laughs> now, this was in the mud, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we do get a random nice native man yeah. who shows up in his giant truck, and he's just like, I'll give you a push. And like, oh, no, 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 we don't want to mess up your truck. He's like, I'll go slow. It's fine. It's like, thank you, nice man. <laughs> Please don't, but sure. <laughs> the engineers are like, you said it's fine, dude. Just let him fucking push it. Yeah. Yep, so they push the truck, and it speeds For up the last the few minutes, table. Mike has been like, hey, cut bait, go, go, go. Yeah. And Walt is like, no, we're not going until we've gotten every last ounce. Yep. Which is pointless. Like, it's already a ton of money. They don't need yes. the extra million dollars $3, from the last 50 or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, every 55 gallons is 1.6 million or whatever. Then they don't need, at that point, they're fine. <laughs> They've got yeah. enough money to buy off nine dudes. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, that's not as dramatic, you know? So you said it's how many million per 55-gallon drum? I did the math. 1.3 million for fi per 55-gallon drum. So they have enough. If they take all 1,000, that is... $23.5 million worth of meth. Yeah. That is like, okay, you only got 22. Yeah. yeah. We're impoverished. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, how terrible. Mm -hmm. Go buy some Bitcoin. Trust me. It's 2009. Go buy some Bitcoin with that. And sell right in 2018. <laughs> Ignore the HODL gang. 
crypto gang, get the game, big game, all game, light game, cash game, blockchain. Yep. <laughs> so they managed to just get out in time. Todd gets everything sealed back up and jumps off the top. And oh no. Yep. As soon as they all gather, they're like, hey, we did it. They see the little kid from the opening. That nefarious meth lord that's been competing yep. with Walt. And Todd's just like, oh, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Fuck you, other meth lord. And shoots him dead. Yep. I, until this moment, as soon as we met Todd, I'm like, oh, the kid on the bike was Todd when he was a kid. And Mike's going to kill him out here. And there's going to be like a spider in a jar next to where he lands or something. And it will be like this full circle moment. That's what I was mm -hmm. expecting. I was clearly wrong. Yeah, I I was firmly in the in the camp of this is going to be like the nice bumbling guy who you feel sad when he beefs it. Mm -hmm. Nope. As it stands now, I'm just like, oh, how is Todd the loose cannon? <laughs> like, you've got Jesse, you've got Bill Burr, you've got <laughs> Walt making terrible decisions, like cold blooded Mike, and then just yeah. fucking nope. Todd. Oh, Todd. Todd. The Todd's cannon. the problem. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Yep. And that's it. We go to credits. All right. Well, I'm going to grab the dice here and roll them up and we'll see where we're going next. And then we'll go over our predictions. All right. That is a eight. So our next episode is going to be season five, episode 13, or more aptly season 5.5, episode five. And I'll look that up after our predictions because I don't want anything to spoil me before we make them. Lincoln, what are you doing up there? Guessing. I guess no one's coming. I have seen into the future. You ruined the prophecy. All right, so let's go back and look at our previous predictions and see if we've scored any points here. From Ep 1, I've got Jesse's going to get shot, Walt cheats on his wife, and his cancer diagnosis is incorrect. Two of those are still on the table. From our, mine, I got Skylar never actually writes anything. We got the, mm -hmm. that point. Bogdan gets run over by a car in the car wash. It's a feel-good moment. I gave myself a point for that. Gomez is murdered violently by Hank, and I am so glad to never get that point. It's still on the table, though. Nah, nobody can kill the king of El Paso. Uh, season 2, episode 1, I've got Jesse accidentally spills a bag of meth because it isn't sealed. I'm taking it. Ah, It has to have happened. It has to have happened. Je Jesse's also much more competent now. Yeah, well, exactly. I don't think it's going to happen going forward. I think it has happened. <laughs> okay. Marie comes to visit and seals Walt's hat. Hank catches Walt. Walt cuts him in in the operation. All right, I had Tuco ends up working for Walt. Nope. Hank has to choose between Marie's kleptomania and his job. He picks his job. And no one ever actually tries to turn Walt and Jesse in. Every problem is only because of their own paranoia and naivete. Not the case at this point, I feel. I, so far, every problem has been brought on by themselves. No, no, 
No, last episode, I think Gus pretty clearly disqualified that with the whole thing with the Don. That was Gus's problem. Nobody was trying to turn in Walter Jesse. Jesse was almost a slave. Yeah, but he was. Ne- that was never actually going to happen. It was part of mm-hmm. Gus's attempt to kill the the cartel. That was a problem Jesse had to deal with. I didn't say they don't have to deal with it. I'm just saying no one is ever trying to turn that them into the law. That problem was brought upon them by Gus. Yeah, not by Walt and Jesse. Exactly. Like, that is a problem outside of their paranoia. I, I just more mean, like, no one's ever actually trying to turn them into the DEA. Oh. No one has ever gone to the cops on them. Mm. I think Hank's going to bust them and take that point away from you. Maybe, but at this point, I feel like every problem is them getting in over their heads and doing dumb stuff and more reactionary dumb stuff. All right. Well, skipping ahead to season two, episode nine, I've got the upgrade in their operation, which has happened twice now. Skylar finds out about Walt. That happens. Now, my prime time, they lose the baby. That's my wording. They lose the baby. Right now, they don't have the baby. The baby is but effectively that's, they gave it away. They didn't lose it. They know where it is. It's not lost. Mm, 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 nope. Mm, no. If it's at my sister's, I know where it is. Yeah. It's not lost. I don't think they have the option of taking the baby back, though. I think they've lost the baby effectively. No, they could get it back. I don't... We'll see what it's like next episode. We'll go from there. Yeah. I have Kristen Ritter becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. I believe that was the case, and I believe she is not a problem anymore. The RV explodes. We haven't seen the RV in a while. I'm willing to say the RV is the victim of a accidental thermiting. That seems fair to me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, alas, uh, Skinny Pete is never seen, but is uh, called at least three more times, and then we immediately saw Skinny Pete. Skipping ahead to season three, episode five, Walt and Jesse bury, bury the hatchet and cook together again. That's happened. They got that. Evening, Walt and Jesse's rift deepens, leading to them becoming rivals on the meth scene. Possibly happened, possibly didn't. Hard to say. And then primetime, Walt and Skyler get back together. This has happened. It's not great. I would say it's no. I would say it's terrible. But it has happened. I don't think They're when, some, when together, somebody says you're my she, I'm your slave. Look, I didn't say they get back together and are happy. I didn't say they get back together and it's a functional relationship. I said they get back together. Skylar says, I can be whatever kind of wife you want me to be. I'm not in support of this relationship, but it exists. Yeah. All right. Points. And I had Jesse and Walt reconcile. Point. Mm -hmm. They are back in the RV, but to live... Well, I'm going to say that's not true because the RV got thermited. And Gus becomes a chicken magnate and leaves drugs behind. No. Daytime for season four, episode one. Saul changes his name to Sal and starts practicing law in Mexico. We didn't see him this episode. Maybe. (laughs) Evening, we never see Mike again. We've seen Mike again. Yep. And primetime, Gomez returns to finish the job Hank can't. Gomez has returned. Gomez has returned. Uh, 
I don't know if this one counts, though. Finish the job, Hank can't. Hank does strike me as inept, and Gomez is the brains of the operation. Hmm. We'll see. We'll give it another episode. Yep. I got they kill Gus in an incredibly over-the-top fashion. Entirely possible. Mm -hmm. As Hank is taking down Gus's uh, organization, they may have wiped him out, too. Mike kills a lot of people all at once, and Walt and Jesse blow up the lab. The lab is gone. Yes. I, I firmly believe if they could be using that lab, they would. But when everything was going down... What did they do to that lab, Jafar? Thermite. They thermited the hell out of that lab. You can have those points. <laughs> no man. evidence. What? The lab is destroyed. I do believe the lab is destroyed in all honesty. Oh, yeah. They thermited the hell out of that thing. Destroy that evidence. <laughs> Season 4, Episode 10. Hank heals up and gets on the trail of Walt and Jesse. This has happened. He got on the trail of something. He's, it does. He is actively on their trail. He was investigating like meth it. barrels they had were about to steal and didn't because of the trackers. He is on their trail. He might not know it's them, well, or, but he is on their trail. Yeah. Or the Texas Bureau was on them. But yeah, they messed it up. All right. Evening. Mike abandons Gus to work for Jesse and hence Walt. Appears to be the case. My only worry is abandons. Hmm. I think it might just be a, we were the three guys left standing who were smart enough to not be here when everything went down. But I'm guessing that you're more right that it's when whatever went down with Gus went down, Mm -hmm. Mike was on their side. Yeah. All right. I'll take those two points. And then prime time, Skylar gets killed. Still on the table. We'll see. So for my daytime, I've got Skylar kills Ted. I firmly believe that is the case. (laughs) Saul has a full mental breakdown. Maybe that's where he is. He's convalescing. And I have Gus finally gets on top, only for someone else to rip his whole organization down and kill him. Mm. That does feel like what happened. I don't know if he's dead, though. I... If he was still alive, they would be talking about it. He would be the ghost over their shoulder. Quite possibly. I, I do I do think he's dead. Yeah. I'm willing to give you that prime time point. The other two I want to give a little bit more time. You don't think Skylar killed Ted? I want to give it one more episode. If you had made that prediction three episodes ago and we hadn't seen him, for sure. But dead characters just missing from one episode, eh, you got to give it yeah. more than one. Okay. I think that's a good rule just in general for our predictions. It's not a bad rule. All right. And so now we have our predictions from this season five, episode five, knowing we've got season five, episode 13 and the finale left. We're almost done. Daytime. Todd dies. He's getting killed. It's going to happen. Oh, uh, yeah. Evening. Walt Jr. Slash Flynn learns the truth about his dad. Hmm? And prime time. Hank kills Walt, adopts the baby. Okay. That's for the finale. I don't think that's happening next episode, but we'll see where it goes. All right. Well, my daytime, Hank and Marie keep the baby. Okay. Yeah. I'm almost ready to give you that point. (laughs) My evening, Flynn learns that his dad is doing, but not Skylar's involvement. Ah, see? We have the same prediction there. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Very close, at well, least. I'm, I specify he just learns the truth about his dad. So Yes. Yeah. I do think Skylar uh, will remain uh, out of that. My prime time, the gang frames and kills Lydia. Oh, that's that that feels on brand. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got season three, episode thirteen, Tahajali. Can you spell that? T O apostrophe H A J I I L E E. Okay. Things heat up in unexpected ways. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's our last up before the finale. And I'm really looking forward to watching it because haven't had a chance to do that with the way this works. Obviously, we can't. Getting there, getting to the finale. It's exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. Just like I'm excited to thank Ripe for giving us their song Goon Squad as our theme music. Thank you so much. It's a fucking bop. Fucking love that I get to edit podcast with that song. It still doesn't feel real. No, it does not. They're on tour right now until the end of August. Go check them out. They're actually not terribly far from us next week. Where are they going to be? Cases. Oh. We'll talk about it. Anyways, yeah. uh, also thank you to Annette Lucina for your wonderful photo of a television which we've used to make podcast art. Thank you for using Creative Commons license. Artists who are just doing their thing like Ben and I, putting content out there. Creative Commons, great way to do it. We really appreciate it. Thank you. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next time on Last Time On. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe, the Nerd Fight Battle Royale. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Ben. I'm Jafar. And this week we are drafting bads. <laughs> you know, I'll put it after the credits. <laughs> <laughs>